once more and to breach dear friends. The word impossible is only in the dictionary of fools. If my descendants wish to be as strong as I was, they must study patience. The Ultra Working Podcast. All great events hang by your hair. The man of ability takes advantage of everything and neglects nothing that can give him a chance of success. Hello and welcome to the Ultra Working Podcast. I'm Sebastian Marshall, one of the co-founders of Ultra Working. And today I'm here with Lucas Cavarao, who both hosts TWG sessions for us and does some amazing things with data. And he's building a couple of cool tools that you should expect to see from us pretty soon as well. And we'll certainly give him credit when that goes out. So, Lucas, I'm really excited to talk with you today. We're going to talk about what? We're going to talk about Angish. Uh, what is it? We're going to talk about some Angishpant? Sebastian, hey. Yeah, we're talking about the word Angishpant. It's a German word, and uh, we'll, we'll get into why that is relevant um, at the moment. So, all right. So, here's what you're learning about today is Angishpant. <laughs> the word of the day is Angishpant. Um, but before we talk about Angishpant, uh, this is the first time that, that Lucas and I have done a podcast together, so you need to know a little bit about Lucas. So Lucas is a PhD candidate at the University of Constance in uh, in, in Germany, uh, working on computer science international relations PhD about how governments do computer stuff and how large scale denial of service attacks happen. It's like super cool. So, so here's the story. So, so Lucas and I was on, we're on our, our, our regular call and he's like, eh, you know, we're just catching up the start of the call. Hey, how's it going? And I'm like much better than 36 hours ago. Right. Cause as of recording date, the podcast has been live, you know, since yesterday. So I'm like, man, I am just feeling so much better now that the podcast is out, this gigantic project. And we worked really hard. And I'm like, okay, so this thing's finally out. I'm feeling better. And not recognizing that you speak German and are very educated, I'm like, you know, I don't think there's a word in English exactly for how I felt. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't stressed. It wasn't like the cognitive dissonance. It wasn't, I wasn't feeling pressure. There's no quite word for it, but well, you know. Well, there is, isn't there? <laughs> there in... is a word. And you said, well, there might be a German <laughs> word. What exactly were you feeling, right? Yeah. And like, so basically though, uh, just for the full context for everybody that's listening, and then you can tell me all about this and we can all get smarter as a result. It's kind of like, I think when you're a high integrity person that just looks to always do what you say you're going to do. And you have a very large project that you don't know exactly when it's going to be done. Because the podcast was almost done for a long time, but getting the audio loudness levels and the decibel range and there's a bunch of stuff I just don't know anything about. It just didn't sound right for a while. Um, you know, Christine and Nabila and I and then Jesse who did the intro, we were all just like, you know, trying to get it right. And like, there's no word to describe it. This, I've got a big project that I really want to get done. I really care about, but you know, it's not done. And like, I want it to be done. And I'm even, you know, like I'm working on it. I'm not like dreading it. I'm like, I like it. I want it done. I want to get it done. I want to get it out. And I'm like, yeah, there's no word English for it. Like there might be a word in German. So like, what, what, what is this? What is this word? Yeah. So the word is angespannt. Um, and it, it really describes, um, or encapsulates, uh, what, what you were just talking about. Right. So it's the, the state you're in, the, the feeling you have when there's like a somewhat constant level of tension that's building towards a point, right? It's not like stress, like I'm, I'm stressed, like I'm always wired. And it's not like, oh, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, like this could go wrong. It's just the, the level of, of tension that goes, goes in a direction, um, if that makes sense. And, and that's what, what Angespannt describes. 
Well, let's let's dive deeper into this because I have a German dictionary over here, and German words are wild. Angespannt, angespannte, <laughs> am angespanttesten, angespanter, angespannte, angespanttes. Like, okay, there's a lot of angespannt going on here on this <laughs> dictionary page as well. There probably should be. Like, I, I think it's cool to learn words that describe emotions that you didn't have a word for, you know, like imagine if we didn't have the word bittersweet in English and you were trying to say, well, I'm a little bit happy, but a little bit sad that my kid is going off to college, you know, or I'm like a little bit happy, but a little bit sad that, you know, there was like a, an accident, but you know, then people were really heroic and most of the people were okay, but a couple people, you know, you know, like, like imagine if there's no word for bittersweet, you have a hard time describing the concepts. You said it's angespannt to me and you start telling me about it. I'm like, this is great. I'm feeling smarter now. I was feeling angespannt before and I didn't even know it. Right. So, so when, when did Germans, when, when does any human, but you, 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 Germans have the word for it. When do you feel angespannt? Is it like when you're like a law school person's taking the bar or a doctor taking the boards? Like what's, when, when is somebody getting angespannt? I think, uh, you're angespannt when you're, um, when you're faced with like a looming deadline in a way is, is one of the, um, things when you're angespannt and you know, it's coming and you know, it's coming and you're like really intensely going for it. It's also when you have a backdrop of things that you want to get done, even if it's not, um, for, a specific deadline, right? So um, the podcast for in, in your example, um, you don't you hadn't a fixed deadline deadline by this date. It was just I want to get this done. I want to get this out. Right. And until- I had so many deadlines, they, they didn't all happen. But we, had <laughs> we, we hit my final final deadline in advance. But no, I had a deadline. And then I had another deadline. And then I had another, it just wasn't good enough. It was like unacceptably bad. It wasn't like a screw it, put it out there bad. It was unacceptably bad. And so I'm like, okay, we rescope and deal with it. And the, the fourth time, or third time or whatever, it finally got out. But but I understand what you mean. So it's even if you like, really want to get something out, like you want to get your novel done. But like, no, the publisher's not waiting on you, you're fine. But you just want to get the final scene where the good guy beats the bad guy or whatever, that, that's angespannt too. Exactly. And it's, uh, angespannt is also when you're, um, when you, it can even be like if, if you want to get to an interview, right? Like you're looking for a job and you make the interview and then the bus is late, right? And suddenly you're, you're angespannt. You're not stressed necessarily uh, because that would be if the bus doesn't come and like you can't even go. But if you're like the bus is a little bit late and you're like a little bit angespannt and you're like oh, I I need to be in the headspace I need to get there um, so it's it, it's a mix of tense and alert um, in a way if that makes sense a mix of tense and German is great we should just all learn German we should switch all short <laughs> work in German the industrial language angespannt okay so. It seems like there's two types of angespannt then, or it can, it can mean two different things. One is like a macro angespannt where like, you know, there's like a seven step interview process at Google or whatever, and you want the job and you're through interview three, you might be angespannt all the way through until you get your offer or don't, at which point you'll be ecstatic or disappointed. Um, and then there's like a local angespannt when, you know, you're in the middle of the process related to that. And then there's like something that's like you're making you tap your foot and get kind of like, why, why isn't the bus here? So it's, it seems like it could be like a background thing or like a spiky thing. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, that's um, that's very well put. I, I think that fits completely. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't really have a word for English in this, like tense, but alert. I mean, I'm looking at the definition in a German English dictionary. It's like tense, strained, but also like intent, like having a lot of intent. You could be tight or stressed, but you could also be keyed up, you know, um, it's yeah, interesting. so it's it's right. um, it's like of the um, the feeling you have before you go on stage, right? So you want to give a presentation, a keynote, and um, you you've prepared for a couple of uh, days, weeks, whatever, and you're just about to hit the stage, lights on you, and you're not like nervous or you're not panicking. You're just ready, right? You're ready, but over over a longer period. And, and getting to to that final moment. So the engagement is kind of like, like you can be, you know, anywhere from like feeling happy to feeling over the moon, right? There's like a spectrum from happy to like ecstatically happy, right? Seems like engagement as well could be like, if you know this big keynote coming up, in two weeks you're feeling it a little bit and then two days before you're really feeling it and then before you go on stage you're maximally engagement and then you are off stage and then the adrenaline wears off and whatever and then the engagement is over is that, is that exactly it? yeah yeah that's that's exactly just a great word i don't think it'll catch on it just doesn't sound like a word that'll catch on <laughs> it's a good word to know right i'm feeling engagement i'm keyed up not necessarily in a bad way but i'm stressed and yeah as soon as the podcast went live you, you know what really did it for me was when i saw the spotify like like Spotify is an animation when you register your pod podcast on Spotify where like confetti falls and stuff. And I was like really grateful. It's a really nice touch. It makes you, if there's anybody that does UI or UX or tech stuff, this is not the focus of this show, but if anybody's doing that sort of thing and you know somebody's coming off Angespont and you just give them a like good job very visually, I, I, like, I think my like of Spotify went up like 30%. I am like, thank you for that confetti. I really enjoyed that. And that's just what I needed. I feel like most people go up whiskey, but I don't drink. So I was like, yeah, that confetti animation was what I needed now that this is done. Um, so, okay. Uh, so I think it's good to have words like this and to explore them because a lot of people can't name their emotions or their feelings and they don't know how to deal with it. I think, I think there's already some value if people synthesize this concept of like, yeah, I'm feeling angespannt. So we'll talk about what to do about it in a second. But I think there's just value in being able to name how you're feeling. Would you? Would, was, is that your impression as well? Oh, totally. I think there's this uh, quote from Wittgenstein um, that goes along the lines of the the limits of your language are the limits of your world, right? And I think that's very, very true, not just in terms of culture and understanding of the world, but also in terms of understanding uh, yourself and um, there's actually um, a great book if you want to see how, how language is fundamentally important in that way. Um, check out The Invention of Science by David Wooten. And um, he describes in, in phenomenal vividness how important it was to discover the word discovery, right? And I just used it to describe what's happening. And um, because before that, science wasn't possible. And um, it's, it's a fascinating look into how we really need a way to put words on something to really understand what's going on. Sure. Or the concept of statistical significance to evaluate and experiment in small sample size for the people that do any math or data like you do and, and like I do. Um, just being able to say, is that small sample size? Yeah, it is. 
you know, is like, you know, it's not like a, well, I don't, this doesn't look right to me. You know, it's like, oh, is that statistically significant? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, is, is valuable. And, you know, to, to go on a little bit of a, you know, a further thing there, um, you know, language changes all the time. I've written about this a little bit and, you know, I think the one that was the worst, we're a little bit off the Angespann theme, but I think it's worth mentioning. You know, I think one of the worst things that happened in history intellectually, not like a great tragedy like World War One or something, but like just like a stupid thing was, you know, science used to be called natural philosophy. Did you know this? Uh, yeah, it's uh, in David Wooden's book. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what, what was Newton's uh, Principia, the full, you know, the full title of it? What was it? It was Philosophy Naturalis Principia Mathematica, right? So yeah. principles, uh, you know, the principles mathematical principles of natural philosophy. So he considered himself a natural philosopher, Newton, the mathematician, right? So once they pulled out natural, once they pulled science out of philosophy, most philosophers don't consider themselves scientists anymore. And most scientists don't consider themselves philosophers. The bottom just fell out of philosophy. Philosophy lost its empirical falsifiable grounding. And that's why you get just so much nonsense these days. That was only a couple hundred years ago. Just about every good philosopher, almost all of them, our pre-science philosophy divide. It's terrible. Interesting. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Interesting. Well, who does good philosophy now? Almost all mainstream philosophy's junk. We're going to probably alienate some people. By the way, we <laughs> when we uploaded this, we had to choose when we uploaded this, we had to choose a category. Uh, Nabila and I were looking at this and there was like uh, business or tech or whatever. We're like, yeah, none of these are quite right. You know, do we want to go science, but that's mostly like astronomy and astrophysics. And we saw philosophy. We're like, all right, screw it. We're going to be the number one philosophy podcast, right? <laughs> so some some poor person's looking for Kierkegaard or whatever, and they're getting us. But um, but we do indulge in it a little bit. But you look at it now, all the good philosophers are like computer scientists like Paul Graham, where your chips and your programs work or they don't, or they're like financiers, um, you know, like Ray Dalio or Charlie Munger, or they're like soldiers, like uh, like John Boyd. Actually, a lot of philosophers throughout history were soldiers. It's not talked up because of the feel of it. But Wittgenstein was a serious frontline uh, combat person in the as an artillery spotter um, on the Eastern Front of World War One. Uh, you know, fighting for Austria against the Russians. And uh, Socrates was a soldier that was decorated in combat, and obviously Xenophon and. People don't realize that, which is unfortunate. Um, anything that's falsifiable, where you can kind of get your butt kicked, um, makes you a better thinker because you can realize your big, beautiful, awesome ideas are wrong. And losing that grounding is brutal. But um, we have veered from Angespant into why philosophy is currently in a very sorry state. That is probably worth doing in a future episode. <laughs> but um, let's talk about Angespant. So Angespant, you know, you're all keyed up, you're wired. Now people have a word for that where it can slowly build um, how do you, like, how, what, what do you do once you've realized you're, you're angespant over something, you know, your college graduation's coming up, your board exams are coming up, you're, you know, you're taking the bar as a lawyer, you know, it's a step to become a lawyer, you got residency coming up in med school. Um, probably a lot of the people listening to this are probably high achieving people that will go through some seriously angespant phases. <laughs> uh, you know, what do you do? What do you do when you're angespant? Well, I think, um, the, the first thing you would have to do is look at, at how intense the feeling is and whether it um, is useful um, to be at that level in that moment, right? So it's obviously very, very useful to be angespannt before you uh, enter the stage and give your presentation, right? It's not very useful to be angespannt when you're lying in bed trying to go to sleep 
and um, you still have that that feeling of being a bit wired going towards a presentation, right? So whoa. Whoa, hold on a second. Hold on. That's great. It's actually good in some cases you're saying to be on Gishbon because it makes you alert and, and it, it gets you ready to go, but you don't want it when you're trying to sleep and you're laying in bed and your mind's racing, but you're not actually working on the problem or thinking technically or chilling out. You're just, you should be sleeping and you're not sleeping well because you got your, your Angishbonted, uh, I don't know how to say Angishbonting, I'm embarrassing myself in German. <laughs> yeah, Angish, yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that, um, so it's bad sometimes to 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 let it grab hold of your mind at bad times. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it's uh, that is one of the things where you really need to um, pay attention to and be aware. And I think awareness is the key to everything, right? Like Mark Twight has this um, beautiful um, little uh, saying: um, "The mind is primary," and that goes with awareness, right? And you need to be aware: is this useful is this good for what i want to achieve in at this point of time in the moment and then you can devise strategies either okay i'll leave it as it is because i really wanted to be here right now i really want to be angespannt or you say okay um this is useful but it's more useful if i am like this tomorrow afternoon and not right now so what can i do to reduce the intensity um of the feeling of the emotion a little bit huh scheduling your emotions this is the most german i'm <laughs> sorry if i'm stereotyping but this is the most german thing i've ever heard yeah ich bin ein bisschen angespannt aber ich will tomorrow angespannt haben sehr sehr gut um, exactly yeah. like that all right <laughs> um that is fascinating. So what you would do in the short term, I suppose, is you would do an activity that would reduce the angespannt feeling, whatever works for an individual person. But like, what is it? Fitness, the right kind of music choices. Um, like, what, what do you think? Yeah, um, both of those are great. Uh, for me, I think um, if, uh, if you have a habit like meditation, that's a really good choice to do in that moment. And just paying attention to how it feels like in, in your, in your body in a way. And then, um, just noticing that and sitting with that for like 20, 30 seconds and then saying, okay, um, and now continue and letting it go in a way. Awesome. Okay. So get the Buddhist thing going on. That's good. <laughs> you mentioned, um, you mentioned there's some guided meditation thing that you thought worked pretty good. I, I hadn't, hadn't done it or heard of it myself. What was that? Yeah. So, um, Headspace, the meditation app, they actually have a fantastic course uh, on this. Um, it's called Managing Anxiety, and uh, maybe they should um, rename it to Managing uh, Being Angespannt. Uh, but um, they they really teach you very well um, how to um, be aware of your emotional state and just noticing it and then um, dealing with it. Like I'm uh, two thirds through, I think, and it's made a major, um, major impact in, in how I deal with being angespannt or anxious or whatever uh, you might, you might want to, to look at. You don't have to use Headspace, right? Like there's a million other things. Um, Sam Harris has an app. Uh, there's an app called Calm, 1% Better. Like there's millions of choices. You don't have to use Headspace. That's just what I use. Yeah, so Headspace is an app where they have guided meditations um, um, that mainly, it used to be only um, 
Andy Pricom, the founder, um, he is a trained Buddhist, was, um, I think, a monk for 10 years, and then he returned um, to the US or UK. I think he's from the UK. And um, he basically gives you um, guided meditations that take you through different techniques, right? So uh, noting what's going on, that's one of the things in, in the... Um, managing anxiety course, um, visualization and these kinds of things and organized into themes. So you have um, uh, for sports, performance-based um, evaluation, you have anxiety and dealing with illness, um, just general um, being less distracted and all within a, in a very um, playful um, and, and delightful way. And they recently... Um, got another uh, person to talk. So now you can um, have the every meditation either by uh, him or uh, with a female voice. They have it in multiple languages now. So there's one in German now, uh, for example. And is, is it Angespannt? Is it Angespannt management? Is that what they call it in German? <laughs> I'm actually, I, I don't know. Um, no, they, they call it um, fear, like Angst. Um, but angespannt. Yeah, it's it's Nein. it's. It, I I don't like the translation of Nein. that. But um, the Nein. the way they take you through through stuff is um, really well thought out, and um, it's I, cool. I enjoy it. I've I've been a, a customer I think for two or three years now. Um, so it's it's Super it's cool. a really good thing. So okay, angespannt. Uh, recognize it when it's going on. You got a name for it now. Um, standard stuff to do. I, I find it very interesting that we recognize that this is a high value thing sometimes, but not other times. I feel like a lot uh, of the dialogue in America is the assumption that any stress is bad when that's not the case. There's use stress or distress. Most people, when they say stress, mean distress, but a stressor, you know, causes a lot of growth. And sometimes you want to be keyed up for things. Um, so that's all very good. But to wrap up, if you want the angespant to fully go away, um, probably the answer is just to ship the work. And the sooner you get it done, the sooner it's off your plate and out of your mind. Absolutely. I mean, and, and there's nothing like um, a reward uh, for being angespannt than um, shipping the work, right? Like the, the adrenaline kick you get from going from angespannt to not angespannt, it, there shouldn't be an adrenaline kick, like if we think about it, right? Should just be, hmm. um, but there is a somewhat, maybe it's not an adrenaline, maybe it's just serotonin and you're just like flooded with a uh, feel good uh, juice. But um, it's, um, there's, the, in, in my experience, there's a very distinct feeling of going from uh, to uh, right? It's, it's very distinct and so rewarding. Yeah, I felt so great when the podcast went live. I'm like, we're getting this out to people. It is live in the wild. And I felt great. And I suppose to wrap as well, you know, psychological readiness is so valuable. So if there's somebody that's not currently on Gishpant, but six months from now, you're going to graduate undergraduate and here start searching for a job, they should probably be ready for that on Gishpant feeling to start kicking in at some point 
three months before, one month before, whatever that might be if they're not feeling it yet. Because pretty soon it's like a major event. Your life's coming up and you got to figure out what are you doing? Where are you going to work? What are you going to do? Where are you going to live? You know, because you're, you're making a major life transition. So getting psychologically ready for that, getting healthy and dialed in before it happens and just expecting it. I feel like just expecting things decreases negative stress. And a lot of people seem to get like surprised that, oh my gosh, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to have to move out of the dorms. It's like, well, you knew that four years ago that that would be happening on that day. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? But people <laughs> yeah. somehow get surprised. So I think there's also a value in a psychological readiness and just kind of anticipation of something that's likely to happen. Not like a freak out anticipation, but just like, okay, that's going to happen. I got to get ready for that. I got to be prepared for that. Get my mind around that. Yeah. And, and I think um, it's actually sometimes you want to get into the, the state of being angespannt earlier. Right. Like you want hmm. to as as soon as you notice that that's a state you can manipulate, you can actually say, OK, um, I, I should be a bit more angespannt right now um, because that is going to make me do more, do better. Right. And um, so you can you can push it back, of course, um, but you can also pull it forward and say, OK, I'm, I'm not going to be angespannt one week before. I'm going to do it four weeks before. And the result is disproportionately better uh, as a result. And that would just be bringing your concentration and spending more time thinking about it and maybe thinking about the significance and the importance of it, like acknowledge it, commit to it, dive into it. Then the, probably the engagement will, will start coming up a little more slowly, but also probably a little more in control as opposed to like, I'm um, enjoying my last six months of college. I'm enjoying my last five months of college. Da, 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 da. Oh my gosh, it's ending in two weeks. Ah, right. Like, you know, like instead just doing it in a more... Like, okay, I'm out of here in three months. Let me, let me think about which cities I might want to live in. Let me think about what my job offers would be, or do I want to start trying to do a freelance thing or start my own business or go to grad school? So you could, you could start thinking about it and maybe have more of a controlled onset of it instead of going from zero to a hundred kilometers an hour and freaking out about it. Oh, totally, totally. And I think um, there's, there's a bunch of ways to, to then use that, uh, that energy, right? And, and make it really productive once you know um, that you want to be in that state and the, that you want to put in the hours and, and what have you. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the word of the day is angespannt. So, um, <laughs> Lucas, big thanks. Danke schön. I'm sure we're going to do many more of these together. And obviously it's a pleasure to work with you. Thank you for teaching me a new word today and to the audience. Hopefully you have an ability to recognize this feeling, to know that you can dial it up or down, that it's healthy, to the extent that it's supportive of you and you're treating it well, but other times you can schedule feeling nervous tomorrow. <laughs> it's not nervous though. It's, it's alert and, and whatever. Um, and you could potentially have it onset sooner if you want to, or in a more controlled fashion. This is super helpful, Lucas. Thank you for bringing this to my attention and super fun to podcast with you. Thank you for having me on. This has been a blast. All right. Danke schön. To you, Lucas, and Danke schon to everybody listening out in the world. That means thank you in German, I do believe. Until next time, good luck and Godspeed in your work. Auf Wiedersehen and tschüss.